What's up, everybody? You're listening to Out of the Box Podcast with your host, D-Star. Enjoy the show! What's up, everybody? This is your host, D-Star, here with Ian Carter. I am the Chief Development and Communications Officer for Briar Patch Youth Services. I'm Jasmine Benson. I am the senior member of the Youth Restitution Program. And I'm Willie Watkins. I'm the Street Outreach Coordinator with Briar Patch Youth Service. Thank you for inviting me here today, guys. I really appreciate that. Thanks for coming. So for the people that don't know you, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, so I am a black man in America, very, very proud to be, wouldn't want to be nothing else. I am a husband, a father, teammate. I'm fortunate enough to have survived a lot of things that people around me weren't able to. So as a result of that, I usually keep a, a pretty optimistic and rosy outlook on life, really always looking to be of service or some type of contributing value. I'm the third oldest of uh, seven girls, as my mom would call me, her only son. It's okay. Don't. It's okay to laugh about that. I'm um, from Milwaukee, but I've been in Madison most of my life as well. My mom's a recovering addict, and my dad still in prison. He does well there, but that's all right. Because of that, I've experienced things that makes me perfect for the job I do currently, which is work with the youth, what some would call at risk. I also enjoy just a good game of spades, <laughs> long walks on the beach. No, let me stop. Uh, you know, and uh, yeah, I'm a real Wisconsinite. I love books. I love the Badgers, and I love my Packers. I said it, and I'm comfortable with saying it. And uh, D-Star has my information if you have a problem with that. This is Willie Watkins. Most people know me as Chip. By way of Chicago, Milwaukee, 96, relocated to Madison, Wisconsin, and good old East High School, man. And I was able, with the grace of God, man, to kind of maneuver through those situations and get over a couple bumps in the road. So I'm here, you know, in my 40s, educated, trying to maintain balance, man, in our system, in our structure. So that's what I try to do in our outreach program here at Briar Patch. What is Briar Patch for the people that don't know? It started off about 70. I'm messing up. 75. 50. Yeah, 70 50. Okay. 50. Technically 70. 71 to be exact. And initially it was to help at risk gay youth and it expanded from there to help all youth. We are the only shelter in Dane County for youth. Through that alone, we able to expand to what Willie does with the street outreach, helping them get apartments, help fill out jobs. He does the housing. We got people like myself helping with restitution. Then we do also do intensive supervision. We have the job program where we have people that come in, help them get jobs as well as bank accounts and financial literacy programs. We have peer mediation programs. We have mindful programs. We have a, a list I could keep going. We have for trans, uh, TLU student, you know, community. Like whatever you need as a youth, we try to serve you. And that's why we, we're just youth advocates with from a, a lot of different programs, but all under one umbrella. So to define it, we even have things for parents, though. We have a parents outreach program, which Michelle McCoy, a lot of you might have heard of her. We do a lot just for our community. That's all we're about. We're about serving the community. I think to say what we do kind of limits us. We want to do whatever needs to be done to help the community. Absolutely. So what are some of the challenges that the youth face here in Dane County? Really support systems, man. I feel like there's not a lot of support systems uh, that are interactive, you know, they're more reactive. They're more at a, you know, at a consequential standpoint. So I look at that as one of the biggest barriers. We don't have a structures set in place to kind of catch and prevent, you know, a lot of these situations that are, you know, that we presented with with our young youth out here today. So other than that, I feel like a lot of it is, you know, bias, stereotype. We live in a pretty segregated kind of society here in Madison. I wouldn't say the places where you can frequent are segregated, but the mindset. We limit our minority uh, residents here 
young people, you know, to search subpar standards that I feel like they internalize, you know. It's more harder for them to get over those developmental aspects of themselves because they look so inward at how other people look at them. I'd have to say, for me, lack of understanding both on the part of the youths as well as the part of us adults who are put here to facilitate them through this journey. A lot of the youth today are dealing with issues that we know nothing about. They have access to technology that we knew nothing about, which also allows people to have more access to them. Um, Then on the flip side, as parents and adults that are helping these children along or these youth along their path, We are coming from an expectation that is foreign to them. Most of the things that we did or we used to develop ourselves as humans and adults, those things don't exist anymore, largely because as parents, we have worked very hard to take a lot of those hurdles, a lot of those adversarial situations away from the youth. So as a result, they haven't learned the lessons that come from those situations But yet and still, we expect them to act as if they had been through that. You know, I I often tell my children, like, yeah, y'all lucky. Y'all don't know what it was like. When I was this, I had to walk up to walk to school uphill both ways type of thing. But I had to to kind of take a step back and realize that I've worked very, very hard to make sure that my children know nothing about those type of struggles. But yet and still, there's important lessons that are unfortunately being missed out on. A lot of the hard work, a lot of the perseverance a lot of the fortitude that is needed to survive in this world outside of your mama house has been taken away from the youth. And I think as a result of that, this disconnect has become wider and wider, unfortunately. I think it's a lot of both and our schooling, too. Like, I mean, I wouldn't want a lot of people say I wouldn't want to be a teacher nowadays. And for a lot of different reasons, with us having standardized tests, we're no longer teaching a student. We're, uh, as an individual. So they go to school feeling adverse. I was one of the kids that went to school for breakfast and lunch because of my mom's addiction. Like, I could care less about the curriculum. So you got that. And then you go home and you see, you go to school, too, with people that are not pop, uh, in poverty. And the one thing about Madison, you, your neighbor could be in poverty, just living paycheck to paycheck. So here I am, a kid, hungry, going to school. My teacher's teaching me like I get it, and I don't. You know, I don't hear you pass my stomach growling, right? Then my friend, I got to act like, yeah, oh, yeah, I saw that new, yeah, I seen them new Jordans. Uh, I was going gonna, gonna to ask my mama for them, too, knowing you ain't even close. And, you know, what I'm so then I go and then I go home. And the difference is if I was getting bullied before, I made it home, right? But now I don't. I got Wi-Fi. I can see everything they say about me. So they talking about how my clothes stink. That's one, right? On top of whatever happened to just... Growing pains. When I was a step, when I was step parent, I, I would time out queen. No, you're gonna sit and you can you six, you're gonna be in the, you know, you gotta learn consequences. So I think at some point we stop giving our kids consequences. As well as like he like he said, on top of everything with the technology and this and that, we you know we forgot to give the kids what we did go through to make us who we are today. I think uh I always say I make a joke. After 88, I don't trust you. I don't know. I don't know. I don't drink y'all Kool-Aid the same. Y'all don't put enough sugar in it. I don't know. It's different, right? It's just, there. It is a language barrier. But I, the, we do need to hear these babies out because I never went through a pandemic. I couldn't tell you what that's like. Two years. If I was, that means if I was sixth, if I was what, a seventh grader, I'm now a freshman and I'm supposed to know what math. So this is, you know what I mean? And again, plus growing pains. My body's changing. My mental's changing. My friends are changing. 
my money's changing because my mama ain't making what she used to because she used to work here. So it's a lot of that that you have to hear. And that's what I think about communication. And I appreciate places like where I work. You know, we have to be more willing to listen before we, even though I'm a firm believer in discipline, before we give the kids the consequences of what's going on. No, What I've learned working here in, uh, at the Salvation Army is that no kid, what they call bad or don't listen because they want to be that way. It's 99% of the time it's because something's going on and they need help and they don't know how to articulate, hey, I need help. And that's where I think all of that <laughs> comes with uh, working with the youth. What are some of the ways that Briar Patch supports the youth in Dane County right now? So Briar Patch is a set of comprehensive programs within a set of comprehensive programs within a comprehensive program. So it, <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. But that, but that goes to show just how, how, how deep this need is in, in our community and over our tenure over the last 50 years, we've grown, reached out to accommodate the, the, a lot of these needs. So in terms of services to at-risk youth and families, we have counseling and case management, 24-hour crisis hotline. We have a temporary shelter. Um, like I said, it's for unaccompanied minors. We have TLU, which is an um, a organization that works with youth of the LGBTQ plus community. Uh, we also have street outreach, which really is uh, the man of. Um, runaway and homeless program, as well as parental support. Then as far as the justice-involved youth, we have the restorative justice program, youth restitution program, and the intensive supervision. Lastly, we have youth development, which consists of our youth job center, our summer service crews, and our youth groups. The, the reason why I went through listing all of those different programs is to show exactly how how entire Briar Patch is. And what I mean by that is... We are trying to address the whole person, the whole family, the whole situation, wraparound services. So whether it's being proactive, reactionary, or whether it's dealing with it in real time, we always want to be in a position to where we're able to provide services, support something for someone, regardless of what stage of their battle they're in. We work with everyone. So whether you're someone who is in need of services and trying to find those services, whether you're someone who's trying to provide services to the community and need uh, a distribution platform, or if you're just somebody who's a part of the community and you just want to do something, you want to donate your time, you want to donate some resources or some money, we're fortunate enough to be in a position to where we can facilitate all of those different relationships. We work with so many other community nonprofits, for-profit businesses, uh, municipal entities. We're just here to work with everybody who is a part of the community because that's what we are about. We're about our community. So, Willie, why is this work so important to you personally? For me personally, it's just kind of giving back some of those gems that I guess I missed out on. Being able to, I guess, get through a tough situation in time and um, be mentally stable enough to kind of uh, go back and help others through that point in their life. And like I said, just being having to relocate from Chicago to Milwaukee, coming to a place like Madison, it was a real humbling experience. Not a lot of the things that I've seen where I came from. So to see young people distressed and distraught, kind of nowhere directional to kind of go in a place like this, 
It was just heartbreaking. It's green grass, it's trees. Mm-hmm. Like the atmosphere in, in Madison was lovely for me, you know? So being able to get through all of my traumas and all of the things that triggered me and accept this place uh, for what it was. So you guys deal with a lot of things day to day that your average person really don't know about. And I have some statistics here and it says like, you know, in Dane County, 300 youth are homeless right now, which is staggering. How do you guys turn it off? How do you guys decompress? How do you guys still feel up to going home and dealing with your own kids or, you know, dealing with the public and not seeing life through that lens? I don't think you do turn it off. Very much like the youth and the families that we work with, they don't have the option to turn it off. So it kind of translates over to us. Um, In addition to, we are also members of this very community. So a lot of these people are our cousins or our nephews or our neighbors or our coworkers, you know, so to, to, to be able to separate yourself, first of all, I don't think uh, any of us really do. That's why we do this work. Um, and then even if we wanted to, I don't know if it's, if it's even possible. This is a way of life for us. That's one of the the real big intangibles about our team here is everybody is here because this is our life service, Serving our community, giving back is something that, one, all of us have been able to be privy to and benefit from. And two, as a result of that, all of us want to pay that forward and give that energy back. So I know when I first moved here, like him, um, it, it was the center. It's not a Boys and Girls Club. And for everyone for like Belinda Lewis and David Smith and Cedric Morris and Ursie Green, Posthumous Ursie Green makes you rest in peace. You know, feed me and get me right. You know, I don't know where I would be. I don't know. Yeah. So, like I said, my mom still, uh, you know, is recovering that. My mom still goes. So, I, we are the community. So, it makes it easier to, to um, I guess, sit in the trenches with them. And I've had so many clients tell me, I'm so happy that you're my counselor because of what I've been through. But then, because they say that and you make that connection, I've cried in the car. I ain't ashamed to say it. Yeah. I've definitely cried in the car, cried in the shower, you know what I mean? I, I pray. Uh, you know what I mean? You have to, you know, whatever your higher power is, you have to meditate. I meditate. I, I mean, I look. this work is too, as much as it's uh, selfless, I do it for a selfish reason because it makes me feel good. It does make me, when, when I get a client that I think, you don't know, right, if they're going to take it, you know, but if you get a client and you had that connection with them and you're like, I had a client call me like, yeah, I got a two jobs now, Miss Jasmine, and I bought me a fish tank. I don't know what a 15-year-old need with a fish tank, but it made his day. And he was able to buy it. You know what I'm saying? And he was able to buy it. I was like, it's, well, it's yours, right? I was like, don't forget to save, too. It's, but it's, it's extra. You know right? what I'm saying? Somebody that's not used to having anything exactly, extra. Now I can afford to have something extra. I can afford a pet. You know what I'm saying? Like He was so happy. He's like, I'm going to give me a shark. And he started naming aquatic animals that I've had. So I am proud of that. Like, yeah, um, that's what keeps you... If you can, balanced. I don't think you ever find that way because, like Ian said to his point, like, we are down. Like, me and Willie knew each other before this job. And we, I mean, one day, things weren't good. And we both, get, we we cried each other arms dang there. Like, man, I'm about this close to, to. Man, <laughs> really, what? Yeah, we was about to, we was out here. We was out there like that. <laughs> bro, black men can cry. No, That's just, y'all. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, serious, man. Like, just having those connections. To the community you serve is a blessing. So to that point, like, no, you don't turn it off. You know, this is where we come from. These are the people we look like. 
You know, these are the people we loving on out here. So, yeah, the kids, the wife, all of them things at home, they kind of have to scoot over a little bit, you know, for the greater good of everything. And I think um, that's one of the things we excel at as our individual selves. You know, we um, we are for the higher power. We are for the for the greater good of things. And, yeah, you necessarily can't shine unless everybody shines. And then additionally, I do want to add that it does you know, make make you hug your people a little bit tighter. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Make you make you appreciate the things that you have in life that are going well. Yeah. Um and, and then it also allows you to to take the opportunity to to kind of reflect on where you come from and where you are now. So it, it, it does help to to make us more appreciative and, and not get so caught up in first world problems. So what's next for Briar Patch and how can the community get involved? Taking over the world, baby. <laughs> we got a rap album coming. Up. No, let me stop. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was called Briar Pains. Uh, <laughs> y'all going to cop that no skill records. No, what we're doing though, seriously, is um, we're going to continue being the advocates in the communities that we serve by the, every program that I in, uh, recommend. Please check out our website, briarpatch.com, uh, org. My bad. Uh, <laughs> that's why I don't rap. Um, no, the briarpatch.org and, uh, we, like I said, all the programs I named, I know Ian's going to do a way better job than me as far as naming them, but um, Willie's going to continue to be in the streets uh, giving people homes, uh, helping uh, young youth find homes and things of that nature. We're just pushing forward. We're going to have a lot of new things. So just I really just check our website to be sure. But whatever you want to do, whether it's donation, donating your time or your financial or, you know, you just want to see where we don't we're gonna have open houses coming up we got art festivals coming we got a lot of things coming up so um we're always doing something we got i don't even know if i can name but we got like a lot of stuff (laughs) coming up that i think you all if you care about the youth you care about your community uh should be a part of and we're welcome we welcome anybody and everybody yeah we're definitely putting a priority and a focus on being accessible that's one of the main things we want to be in the future and not just accessible from a standpoint of um, referrals or reactionary, you know, we're authoritative justice, which is all good. But we want to be able to be in a standpoint where we're interacting with these youths and their family prior to some of these issues happening so that we can we can help mitigate or avoid um, some of these issues. But it's, it's really just just being accessible to the community, being available and open and not just in terms of the services that we provide, but being open to suggestions of other ways that we can reach out and uh, help out our community. Like Jasmine said, definitely look at our website, briarpatch.org, briarpatch.org. Uh, you can go on there, see some of the programming that we have. You have an opportunity to sign up for volunteering hours, as well as there's a, a platform for donations. But just definitely check us out. We're also on all major social media platforms under Briarpatch, Briarpatch Youth Services. Look us up. Willie, you have somebody here. Which who's the person that you have here? Is that a part of your program also? Yeah, we get to we get to bring on interns and volunteers. So I had the privilege of working with this intern, uh, who I'll introduce you to in a second. That uh, helps with all of our usual activities, a lot of clerical stuff, a lot of engagement, and things like that. So. Uh, I'm blessed, and without further ado. Hi, everybody. My name is Michaela Harris. I am a junior at UW-Madison, majoring in legal studies with certificates in public policy and criminal justice. And I'm here at Briar Patch because I'm so passionate about the work that these people are doing here. My father is a repeat felon. I do resonate with a lot of these things that a lot of at-risk youth 
are going through. My family is a big family full of foster parents. So I have a lot of foster cousins, foster family and things like that. So working with these young youth just inspire me to just carry out the work that my family is doing as well. I love everything you all said today and I'm passionate to be here and inspired by you all every day. How has been your experience here at Briar Patch? My experience here has been wonderful so far. I just started in January um, and will be finished in May. So at the halfway point and each and every day I just see people at work doing wonderful things. One example um, that I always give people is there was one day, one of my first days here, there was a young woman in need of a coat or in need of like clothing and things like that. So we brought her down to our basement where we have a lot of uh, resources, including clothing, hygiene materials, anything you can think of that are just free to the public. So the young woman came down to get a coat and Willie asked like, do you need anything else? You need food, you need gas, you need... And that young woman came in that day with the hopes of just getting a coat, but she left with gas, she left with food, she left with someone who was genuinely caring about her. So that was really inspiring to know that Briar Patch has resources like that to and help people get one step ahead. Like that young woman woke up in a, it was snowing that day too, woke up without a coat and went home at night just a little bit more ahead than she was that day she started. So I appreciate just things like that and seeing how this agency just puts people forward. Check us out in probably late July towards the middle of the summer. We'll be having our youth art festival open to the public. A lot of great talent. We'll be celebrating the arts. So definitely come come out. There'll be uh, more information for that to follow. In addition, there'll be some other activities and events that we'll be either participating in or promoting. So please be on the lookout for that. Then once again, check us out at briarpatch.org. That's B-R-I-A-R-P-A-T-C-H dot O-R-G. Thank you. Thank you again, D-Star, for this opportunity. Absolutely. (laughs) My name is D-Star. Until next time, guys. Thank you for listening to Out of the Box Podcast, an inspiring show advocating for our current and former inmates and their families in Wisconsin. Are you interested in starting your own podcast? Click our affiliate link or Buzzsprout for all your podcast hosting needs. You can also support the show by clicking our support link in the description.